Welcome to the Everyday Lions Running Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lyons. Hi guys, welcome back to another week of the podcast. If you noticed, we've actually changed the name slightly. Hopefully we'll get a few more listeners with the word running attached to it. Uh, This week, my runners had a slide session on Monday night. They went 8 minutes, 7 minutes, 6 minutes, 5 minutes, 4 minutes, 3 minutes. I love this session because you run it uh, in many ways. We ran it with longer recoveries and increase the pace each rep. Uh, Everyone trained well. Like I said, it was a super hot night, so well done, guys. This week, my Olveston crew had some hills. They did hills for 20 minutes over 150 meter section, and they went up and down that hill for 20 minutes. And then this was followed by uh, some three times 200 meters on walkback recovery. Uh, rip a little session, good bang for your buck. Uh, it got me thinking and reflecting on my life though, because we did this session only 150 meters away from the rehab I stayed at. Uh, when I was going through some alcohol issues and it got me thinking of how far I've come. One thing's for sure, I wasn't taking running sessions and it was just a nice reminder to stay sober. Also, tickets have just gone on sale for the Great Train Race Carboload Function. These are only $60 and all money raised from this event goes to the Tim Blair Run for Kids Foundation. And this is a foundation that raised kids who are suffering from cancer. It'll be a great night and it'll be for a great cause. If you do want to find out more information about this event, you can head over to the Everyday Lions and Tax Centre Great Train Race Facebook page and check out information on that and how to pay. Don't forget Northwest Running Mates group runs this week. Denport Mates had their run at 6 p.m. on a Monday night. Wednesdays have run for you at 5.45 p.m. and then there's Friday Fresh at 5.45 a.m. in the morning. And Bernie have Monday morning at Live At at 6.15 a.m. Wednesday night at 5.45 for 6 p.m. start at the Yacht Club. And check out the Soulmate group page on a Friday night for when those runs will be in Bernie. I think they usually start at 6 p.m. Okay, to this week's guest. This week's guest is Dr. Corinna Fife. Corinna is a GP who works and trains in Frankston, Victoria. Corinna originally was from Launceston before making the move over to the mainland. I've known Corinna a number of years on state teams that we've both represented in cross country and track and field. Corinna was an outstanding junior running runner over 400 metres and 800 metres winning national medals. Uh, she's lengthened out in distance as she's got older and now boasts some impressive personal best times running a 2.48 marathon, 1.14 for the half marathon and 33 minutes and 58 seconds for 10K. She's represented a country at the World University Cross Country Games She's won the Point to Pinnacle a number of times. I really enjoyed this conversation with Corinna. We, we touch on some important topics and we talk about what training she does now to stay uninjured 
and what events she has coming up in the future. If you did enjoy this podcast, please reach out to Corinna or leave a comment on our Facebook page. Until next time, I've been Brian Lyons. This is the Everyday Lyons Running Podcast and happy running. Here's Corinna. Welcome to the Everyday Lions podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lyons, and today's guest is Karina Fife. Are you there, Karina? Yes, I am. Hello. How has your day been? Yeah, it's been pretty good. I was uh, working this morning, had the afternoon off, and um, had a nice track session. So, yeah, it's been a good day. Great. And did you want to tell the listeners what you do for a job? Uh, yeah, sure. So, I'm a GP. Yep. Cool. And whereabouts are you working at the moment? At the moment, I'm working and living in Frankston or Frankston South in Victoria. Um, but that's been the case for the past 12 months. And before that, I was in Launceston for a couple of years uh, working as a GP in Launceston. Great. And with everything going on in the world, how's that been for you this, this past year, I suppose? We're getting close to a year now. Yeah, it has been a very interesting year. I think everybody has had their challenges um yeah we certainly uh yeah had to deal with a bit of it but yeah we've done a lot of um telehealth medicine which i have never done before this year so that's been a good learning experience and um yeah i think everyone's been learning and kind of rolling through the challenges of the year together so it's been good yeah sounds a bit hectic but life experience is always uh, a good thing to to have yeah, absolutely. That's very true. And <laughs> oh. to be honest, I can't, I can't complain. We've, yeah, we've, sw- we've sailed through the year without too many challenges apart from you know, the lockdown. So, yeah, Oh, fantastic. Been, okay. yeah. Great. And did you happen to go for a run today? Yeah, yeah. So I uh, yeah, had a track session this afternoon. Um, so that was, it was good. It was pretty solid. <laughs> yep. So what did your track session look like? It was. We did... Um, it was a 6K pickup uh, followed by two sets of four by 200. Okay. Um, cool. We've got uh, Zatapec, the Australian 10,000 metre championships coming up. It's on Australia Day, so a couple of weeks away now. Um, so, yeah, trying to get a little bit of practice running lots of laps on the track. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the track is uh, your – like you love the track, don't you? That's where – it all started for you. Did you want to explain a little bit how you got into the running and, and how this started for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yes, running, I, I guess I've always been a runner. I started little athletics when I was a toddler um, and I just loved it. And so I did yeah, little athletics all the way through until um, under 13s. I was in the Tasmanian State under 13 team and then went up to seniors from there. Uh, so, yeah, running track um, really up until I finished school. When I finished school and went over to uni, I did kind of fall away from it a little bit for a couple of years. I didn't really didn't really do any competitive running, and um, and when I went back to running, it was mainly road racing. So I've been doing that for a number of years, and probably only really in the last um, twelve months more. 
maybe a little bit longer, but kind of more seriously in the last 12 months, sort of getting back to doing a bit of track work and trying to trying, trying to get back to be able to run some PBs again. <laughs> yeah, but that's, uh, that's totally understandable when you would have been studying medicine, which goes for six years or close to, yeah, and then a yeah. couple of more years where you get your, 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 your life experience or work experience or whatever. Yeah, that's right. So I actually did. So my degree should have been five years, but I uh, took on an, a few extra years. I did a, a PhD. So oh, wow. ended up wow. taking. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. Well done. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, you're the sucker for punishment. Um, yep. Yeah, so it took me eight years to get through uni. So, and then, yeah, then you're working um, for a few years in the hospital system after that. And that certainly has its challenges and then yeah. yeah into general practice from there great and you were quite successful as a junior runner and you medaled at nationals and stuff did you want to go uh through a little bit of that history and, and how that went for you as well yeah yeah um yeah so i guess oh gosh it feels like a long time ago now um <laughs> <laughs> it's only yesterday I mean, it's all right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, my my first, I think I got a bronze um, Australian medal in under fourteen in the four hundred meters. <laughs> that yep. was my first foray, uh, and then I got into the longest, or longer stuff um, from there. So the fifteens and three k's on the track and cross country and things through school. Um, so I think yeah, I picked up a couple of medals towards the end of uh, my kind of school years. Um, I think, yeah, my, probably one of my best performances was at the Pacific School Games, which I'm not sure if that still happens now, but um, you get uh, Australian and a few, obviously, Pacific nations that are competing as well. I think I've got a bronze in the 3K there, which was I was pretty proud of that at the time. And that was, I think, when I was in grade, grade 12, so sort of in the under-18 age group. Um, and yeah, I was training back then with Faye Denham and her group in Launceston with Kate Pedley as a role model to look up to. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, yeah, in pretty good company. <laughs> yeah, great. And the fact you medaled at nationals um, in the 400 metres, your speed must have been quite good. Was this something you were naturally good at? You always had great speed or? Yeah, I think, um, well, Maybe wouldn't say great personally, but better than mine. Let's just say better than mine. Yeah, I think yeah, I definitely um, was was lucky to have a bit of speed speed there. Um, and and Faye was more of a uh, sort of sprints and middle distance coach, so we certainly did a lot of that shorter work when we were going through the schooling years. So we would do, we did a lot of three hundreds and those sorts of kind of that sort of distance rep. Um, didn't do huge mileage all through school, which was probably kind of good for me in the long run. Um, and yeah, and it's obviously had to kind of gradually build that up as I've gone to longer races, but right. I'm not sure that I've got much of that natural speed left, to be honest. <laughs> no, it's, it's still there. I imagine it still is. And, <laughs> and you see right now that you're training for Zatapec 10K, so you'd be doing a lot of specific work geared towards that, so maybe a, a longer run at the moment and some longer reps. Is that is that what's happening at the moment? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so we, I'm generally doing a two, two sessions a week um, and then a long run. Uh, and it's, it's just a, at the moment 90 to 100 minute long run, so it's not huge. Um, 
and then the track sessions, yeah, we usually do, oh, they vary a little bit, but I, I certainly would try to do um, uh, like a tempo-y threshold type run for one of the session, sessions and then uh, I mix, we mix it up really the other fart legs and shorter reps, longer reps, 1K right. reps, those sorts of yeah, traditional things. <laughs> yeah. And um, who's your coach at the moment or, or your self-coach? Are you coaching a lot of people or...? Yeah, so I'm 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 self-coached, I guess, um, more or less. Yes, um, I've been training with a group here in uh, in in Preston, Mornington Peninsula, um, and uh, so a few of those girls are coached by Adam Didick, and so I, I do join in with their sessions um, when it kind of suits. But the overall programming, I guess, I just do myself. Um, yeah. Particularly, I guess, if I'm working towards a particular goal, like a marathon or something like that, I'll, I'll sit down and make my own kind of plan for that. Um, and, yeah, I've really been sort of self-coached since I left Tassie to come across to Melbourne for uni um, at the end of grade 12. And I think uh, I've struggled with injury a lot and I've always found it really hard to kind of hand over the reins, I guess, to somebody else um, yeah. just because I've I, I just... I'm not, I'm not a very robust runner and I just have to be really careful with my yeah. training and I think I've learned how to do it myself. So, <laughs> Well, that's yeah. it. You, like, you know your body self 100% and someone might say something and if you've got here, like if you look at your training diary and you know what works and what doesn't, you're your best master and guide. That's absolutely right. Yeah, and I've yeah. learned the hard way, I guess. I've had a lot of injuries over the years. So, it's, yeah, it's been, um, yeah, now I think it's safer just to do my own thing. Yeah, cool. And we will touch on the injuries that you've had because I think that's a really important topic to to touch on. But yeah. how do you find uh, being a GP and and juggling your training? Are you are you a nine to five GP or do you have afternoon hours or? Yeah. So um, over over the past twelve months since I've been back in Victoria, um, I have been working. It's it's quite nice actually. Three and a half days. A week so I do three bigger days uh, and a half day on a Tuesday and then we do kind of one in four weekends just a Saturday morning so so that works out pretty well it means I can do um, a session on my half day a session either on a Saturday or my day off and then I just do easy runs on the other days um, but I do find I do get very tired from work so I really struggle to do anything quality after being at work all day so um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Try the> structure, <laughs> structure it so it works. <laughs> yeah, and a, um, and a job like that, what do you do for self care? And I mean, there's a lot of stuff that would come for a GP clinic that not your everyday person would experience. What do you do? I mean, the running would be massive. Do you do anything else? Yeah, I mean, certainly running is a huge, a huge part of self care for me, and I and I um I really enjoy running in the evening after working because it just clears your mind, it resets you after a stressful day and, it, you know, if I'm a bit grumpy or tired yeah. from the day, <laughs> I, I feel so much better after being for a run, even if I'm feeling tired. Um, so, yeah, certainly that's a big part of it. Um, uh, I think simple things like looking after yourself, making sure you're getting plenty of sleep and um, kind of being strict with not letting myself get to bed too late um, and eating eating healthily definitely makes a big difference. Um, I... I, I tell my patients all the time to do <laughs> mindfulness and meditation. <laughs> yeah, right. Awesome. Yeah. 
up here. I'm actually not that good at doing it myself. <laughs> personally, <laughs> personally, it's a huge part of my life. I'll probably do it an hour a day. And I, Wonderful. I cannot tell people how good it is and you've got to experience yeah. yourself. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, um, I, I think of my running as sort of like a mindfulness meditation, you know, that, that, that time to yourself and you just sort of focus on that and let everything else go. Um, and I know in times when I've had trouble sleeping, that's the sort of thing that I'll turn to as well to try and, to try and help with that. And yeah, it certainly can be very, very powerful. So yeah, certainly Fantastic. encourage everyone to give it a go. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. And, and why GP? Was this something that you always wanted to be a doctor? Yeah, I, mean, I wasn't one of those kids that dreamed about being a doctor, but as I went through yeah. some school <laughs> and, and nurses. <laughs> <laughs> it, it became a viable career path, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, when I was at uni, I actually wanted to do paediatrics. Yeah, uh, so okay. working with kids. Um, yeah. And my, my research, my PhD was in paediatrics, so yeah, sort of heading in that pathway. Um, but when I, when I finished and kind of entered the workforce, I did actually uh, start working in that area uh, and I found, it, I found it really challenging and really, really quite stressful. Yeah, yeah. Um, didn't really, the hospital environment, not, not really cut out for <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> um, and uh, essentially after a year of working in paediatrics, I decided that I, I, I wanted to do something else and sort of preferred being in that sort of lower stress um, kind of clinic environment outside of the hospital. Uh, so yeah, went into um, GP from there, and it, it, it's, a, it's a great profession. There's so much, um, there's so much scope. There's so much that you see. Your days are always different, and yeah, you do get you know to develop, develop really good relationships with your patients, and it's nice to sort of see them through problems and, and come out yeah. the other side. Uh, so yeah, it's um, yeah, it's good. Great. And I could see you've been awesome, Doctor. You've got a lovely bedside manner just talking to you now. So <laughs> I think the main thing as uh, as someone who's had their issue own issues throughout their life, the one thing you just want to be listened to and uh, and I and on a, just talking to you now, I I I hundred percent know you've got that. So that's awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a really interesting question that I wanted to ask. So you've been in the sport a long time and there yeah. seems to be this massive dropout right so we've got lots of talented kids what do you think was the key thing for you to still be around now and still enjoying the sport as much as you did when you were younger yeah that is an excellent question um and i'll probably have to have a little bit of a think about it don't want to put Um, you on the spot (laughs) yeah no that's all right (laughs) um i think partly it's I mean, I just, I just love, I love running and it's such an important part of my life and, you know, speaking about self-care before, you know, something that's so valuable to me. So I think that's, that's part of it. Um, I think, yeah, the, and, and I guess the competitive side of it as well. I think, yeah, you know, I've always enjoyed that, having that competitive um, component to it and, and the social connections that you get from running. So even though I've sort of been self self coached a lot, and I've you know done a lot of my running on my own, I've always been a member of a club, and um, you know have that social side of things, and even you know things like going to park run on your on your Saturday morning and having that sort of community feel and kind of like minded people getting out to to exercise. And I think oh, I wonder if partly my longevity is having that bit of a gap um yeah. so I didn't 
like uh, a lot of people kind of in that time after grade 12 often go over to the states and um i think sometimes people get a bit burnt out from the intensity of the training and the kind of um, yeah, the workload that they get put into, and whereas I sort of had a bit of a gap during that that period, and yeah. uh, and then returned to the sport essentially with a rekindled love, and um, yeah, really feeling kind of motivated from from within, personally motivated to kind of get back into it rather than you know driven by a coach or expectations from a college or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, lots of things, I no, guess. <laughs> no, that's great. That's that's a really good answer. I think. Well, no, for me personally, it's a it's a community feel or, or the friends I've made and um, just changing the location all the time and changing things up and yeah, yeah. just yeah, just keep things different all the time. I think that's yeah. okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And I'm gonna run through some of your personal bests or actually can can you do that for me from uh 3k up to the marathon if that's okay for me i've got it yeah. in front of me but yeah, yeah. You, you can fact check me because i'm not 100 that's sure. all right <laughs> <laughs> um so my 3k pb i think is 944 or 43 or something like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i think that was just from uh, an athletics victoria intercom from maybe a few five years ago or something like that um one of the ones that i've got my my sights on to try and <laughs> try and better <laughs> right <laughs> um 5k i think is 16.43 from that was uh oh, i can't actually that was a it was a race in canberra a few years back 2017 um, according to my notes yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Friday up in Bendigo. Um, so fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Perfect little head out before the 10K. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, 10K PB is 3356 uh, on the on the uh, on the road at Albert Park about five years ago. Um, uh, half marathon is one hour 14, 52 or something. <laughs> Yeah, 49. You've actually cut oh, yeah, yourself. Yeah, 49. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, that was a uh, Gold Coast half marathon. Again, a few years back now. Uh, and I think Millie Clark won that race. So, right. or, or Manu Sinead, actually. Okay. Oh, some, still some quality names. Some quality <laughs> there. Yeah, pretty happy to come third behind those two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's a very good uh, day out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and the marathon is 2.48, um, something. Uh, yeah, another Gold Coast marathon up there. So great. So that was the most recent one. Um, from being a runner myself, the one that sticks out is a 33.57. Yeah. I think out of all the performances, uh, I think that's your best run. Did you want to tell me a little bit about that day? Yeah, uh, yeah, actually, you're probably right, probably is my best run. Yeah. Um, I'd love to, still love to beat it, but, you know, if, if that's Got plenty it, of time. Happy. You're still only young. Gee, female yeah. runners run well early in their 40s. You're, you're, you're a long time away from that. <laughs> yeah, people like Sinead Diver give, give you hope that there's yeah, that's more amazing. room for improvement. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah that race, um, yeah, it was an Albert Park 10K. So that's a, a regular on the Athletics Victoria cross-country schedule. And, um, yeah, it's usually a nice flat, flat um, course, uh, just hopefully not too windy. That's the only problem out there. Um, and I, I actually think that day I was 
I was in my intern year and I was pretty t- tired and I'd worked a 12 hour shift or something like 12 or 14 hours a day before and I was not expecting <laughs> that much. So I think sometimes that goes to show you take the pressure off and um, surprise yourself. <laughs> right. And did you have a nice little pack that day? Was it? Yeah, I, I probably would have, to be honest. I can't really remember, but it's the, the Athletics Victoria races, they're so well attended that they usually will be, yeah, you can usually tap into a pack. There's usually men that are running, um, you know, that, whatever pace you kind of want <laughs> to be yeah, going at. Absolutely. Um, um. Yeah. And, and have you found that coming from Tasmania to suddenly this competitive environment? I've done a few races over there and it's amazing. Like there's always someone to run with as well. And um, yeah, have, have you just found that just awesome basically? Or Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think it takes a bit of getting used to when you first kind of come come to those races and there's just so many people and they're so busy and um, yes, just the, the quality of the fields. Um, whereas, you know, in Tassie, you do end up doing a fair bit on your own. Um, but, yeah, no, it's great. It means, yeah, you, you turn any race, you, you can pretty much guarantee that you'll have someone to to kind of race with. And, um, yeah, certainly, yeah, they're, they're pretty impressive. Yeah, and has that been something that you've learnt is actually racing? Because, like you said, down here in Tassie, it can be very much a solo time trial at Interclub. Or, and I think that's, that's such an important thing to touch on because, racing is so different just to solo time trialing yeah yeah definitely um i yeah i mean i, I probably have learned a lot um without even sort of thinking about it um it's yeah i guess i haven't i haven't done probably enough on the track to really feel like i've learned good race tactics it's probably more than yeah. more comes out in the tactical um track races uh i've done yeah a lot of cross country with athletes victoria um but with those races, I guess, yeah, often it kind of you just you kind of hold, just have to, you know, hold on and see how you go, and then because yeah. it often comes down to to endurance in the end, um, and just yeah, see who's got got it, got something left in the tank at the end of the race. Um, right. Yeah. So I, I wonder if perhaps my my Tassie experience of sort of time trialing and running solo kind of actually helped me in that that circumstance. Yeah, absolutely. Sort of, I, I think that's. Race. Yeah, I think that stuff toughens you up. I've done many a 5K solo at Penguin or Launceston even, and it's horrible, but, yeah, yeah. it toughens you up. Definitely, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and who and which club do you run for? I run for Glen Huntley. Yeah. So, they're, yeah, they're, um, yeah, they're a, a, a club with a lot of history and have been very strong uh, over the years. And, and when I joined them I was actually quite lucky to, to join them at a time when they were really quite strong and I think we ran, we won sort of uh I think it was about five uh, athletics Victoria cross-country seasons in a row we kind of came out as champions but which is pretty good so yeah it was oh, yeah. a great club to be involved with yeah. and yeah great, great camaraderie um and yeah lots lots of history people like Trevor Vincent who's the stalwart of the, the club and um yeah and people may not know him but he's um uh, a previous Commonwealth Games steeplechase um, medalist, silver medalist, I think. <laughs> yeah, 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 unreal. And that's, and I think even locally, I think David Chettle may have ran for them as well. So possibly, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're amazing club. And, and what's that like? Because running is such an individual sport. What's that like being part of a team and being able to win? I guess it's like relays at nationals or something like that. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's been, it was really nice. We, um, you know, it always gave you something else to kind of push for. You weren't just out there as an individual, you're always part of a team. Um, and they do, they do cross country relays and things like that, um, which are always a bit of fun and just kind of breaks up the season. Um, and, you know, they do track relays and yeah, it's, um, it's really nice just having that club around you and, and seeing other people kind of blossom and do well as well, which is nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's good. I know personally, I used to run for Frankston there for maybe a year or something and yeah. fly over for them and do a few events and the same thing. We got like a couple of silvers and bronzes in teams and it was, it was great. We just don't have that in Tasmania or they've got it down in Hobart, but it's not like over there where you get, you know, a thousand runners turning up to a race, which is amazing. Yeah. 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 It's tricky. There's just not the numbers in Tassie to kind of create that. Um, but uh, any Tassie runner that wanted to come over, I think the Victorian clubs would always be happy to have um, yeah, anyone come over and, and join in. So Absolutely, and it's such an inclusive environment. It's just not, um, yeah, it's, it's all standard, which is great. It's, uh, yeah, and there's all yeah. divisions and, and that sort of thing as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you're right, there is, yeah, certainly all standards. I think, you know, there's six or seven divisions and, um, yeah, people across the whole spectrum of running. And um, I think their Athletics Victoria, I think, are trying to kind of really um, uh, encourage, yeah, those sort of, weekend warriors and sort of less competitive or less um yeah less competitive runners coming along and ha- having a go so yeah absolutely and i think um, i think park runs nailed it so if we can get a few of those park runners across so i think the sport would be uh even more healthier which would be great yeah, <laughs> absolutely yeah park run is um it's just a fantastic community and yeah i love to see how many people come out and um and, and are motivated to kind of stay fit to do their, their weekly park run and, and volunteer. Yeah, it's great. Really Absolutely. <laughs> and what's your local park run? What's the, what's the one closest for you? Well, actually, because since I moved back, I moved back in March and we went into lockdown essentially straight away and all the park runs in Victoria have been closed and they are opening up this coming weekend. Oh, um, wow, okay. Yeah, so yeah, I, have, cool. I haven't done one since I've been back. Um, there are two closest, Hastings Park Run and Chelsea Park Run are the closest to me. So I'll have to test them both out and work out which is the favourite. <laughs> Beautiful. And, you know, do you get the course record if you haven't already got it? I reckon that's a, probably a good incentive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, my training partner, Gemma Maney, has the record. Oh, Hastings, Gemma, so okay. I yep. might have to let her keep that one. <laughs> yeah, cool. Oh, I'm pretty sure she won't mind. She'll probably just come out <laughs> a few weeks later and you could have a little competition. So it'd be good. <laughs> and, uh, I'll continue down the PB track. So you had your first crack at Amara in 2017, mate. Yeah? Yeah. Did yeah, you want to tell me all about this and how the training went and how you tackled it and what sessions you did and everything, yeah. basically. Just break it down for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was, yeah, 2017 Gold Coast Marathon. Um, it was, yeah, I didn't quite go to plan there. <laughs> I don't think I've nailed a marathon. They're um, a pretty challenging beast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it, was, it was an interesting one. So the, at the end of 2016 or towards the end of 2016, I'd been getting some uh, recurrent um, proximal femur pain where I'd had a stress reaction in the past. And I ended up seeing a physiotherapist who kind of specializes in running biomechanics. And I went through the process of actually kind of doing some gait retraining. 
So um, changing from a, a heel strike to more of a forefoot strike and a few other just little tweaks like that. Um, so I, I had essentially learned how to run again <laughs> wow. yeah. uh, over that kind of summer beforehand. And yeah, then that was... It takes a long time to retrain everything. Things just don't happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I was at the time, uh, I obviously had, had the injury and the, the gait change meant that I could run pain free, which was very powerful in, in kind of training me, I guess. Um, but it still, yeah, it takes a long time. And, and basically it was building back up as if I'd had a stress reaction. So it was building up from nothing. Um, okay. So then that was my first big goal to kind of be able to get enough training under my belt without getting a recurrent uh, injury to be able to do a marathon. So um, I, I probably did far less kilometres than most people would in a, in a marathon build up. I think I only would have got to maybe 110 Ks for a week or two. But, yeah, mostly it was kind of that 90 to 100 kind of um, – realm um and i did yeah i was doing the the long run was probably the kind of most key session for the week um and then just still still really doing shorter reps i didn't really even get into kind of the really long thresholds that i probably needed to do to really be ready for a marathon um so yeah on the day it was uh it, the, the classic marathon story <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I, felt, I fell apart towards the end and it was yeah it was a pretty long 10Ks home. <laughs> they usually are. I got there. Yeah. It's such an experience. I don't think I had respect for it until I did my first one or two. And, yeah, it's a yeah. long way. <laughs> it, is, it is a very long way, yeah. And it's it's just, yeah, I think I, I actually got a stitch in that race as well, which I've never had okay. before. So that was just another problem. I think that was, again, I probably just hadn't practised my nutrition enough at race pace i've done nutrition just yep. on easy long runs um and that's always fine but when you're adding that extra pace and it gets a little bit harder to digest and things so yeah it was a it was um it was pretty, it was pretty rough but i got there <laughs> yeah and and nutrition was what were you taking gels or could your body handle that because everyone's different yeah so i was i was doing sort of alternating gels and like a like a Powerade kind of water, slightly watered down Powerade. Um, and I think we had them every, about every five kilometres. Um, so, yeah, but then sort of because I stopped, kind of got this stitch about halfway, then I, I would have not had anything for this sort of most of the second half of the, the race because I couldn't tolerate yeah. it anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that wasn't, wasn't ideal. But, but um, And it's tough up there because you went to Gold Coast, um it's yeah it's I mean it, it's it's very difficult because it's hot so early in the morning there did that was, was that an effect that was happening to you late in the race as well yeah it's a, it's an interesting one um because people often say that it's hot and I think and it is because you're coming from you know Victoria or Tassie where you know you're training in the winter and it's it's really cold all the time basically um I think I don't recall feeling like I was suffering from the heat, but I, it may you know, play a part because I've only done two marathons. Uh, the second one was also Gold Coast and I think that was yeah. probably um, similar weather conditions. It was you know, kind of got warm towards the end of the race. So I, I'd probably need to do a marathon in, in a cooler climate to compare and see if it does make much of a difference for me. Um, so, yeah, each time I don't, don't, I'm not conscious of being distressed by the heat, but, you know, it probably does take a bit of a toll. Yeah. And... What was your, your time in the first one that you finished in? What was that? Yeah, it was 2 hours 50. 
Yep. Okay. And yeah, the second one too, I was 48, um, which, which went a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So did you want to tell me a little bit more about that one too? Yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, 2019. Uh, so yeah, a year off in between. Um, and yeah, I probably did a little bit better at doing the, the longer thresholds in preparation and kind of doing a bit more of that, um, marathon race pace, Kind of sustaining it for longer periods of time um so I, and and practiced a bit more with my nutrition and i probably tried uh i can't even remember what i used this was before morton gels were around so okay oh i've had some bad i've had some bad cases we got i won't even touch that anymore yeah, <laughs> i just feel like i now, want to vomit when i had it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah now i so last year i was training i was um yeah training for canberra marathon which was in april and that obviously got cancelled um yeah. but i've been doing all my training with with morton okay and uh yeah i definitely think uh, well, I'm hopeful that that will, will be a better fit, fit for me. Certainly, it was feeling better, good in training. So, yeah, just right. much easier to get down. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. is that the plan down the track after? I mean, it's hard to – we we can't pencil anything in because yeah. we've everything going on, but have you got anything in the works that might happen? Um, yeah. To be honest, I haven't actually – yeah, I'm still feeling a little bit reluctant to make any plans at this stage as I feel like – you just don't know what's around the corner and um, yeah, I don't want to, you know, be disappointed. Last year was meant to be the year of the marathon. I was going to do um, Canberra in April and then we were entered in Berlin uh, in September. Yeah. And obviously that went out the window. Um, you took so, one of my questions. That was my next one. Do you, would you like to do a major overseas or something? So that was, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would love to. Yeah. 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 And now it feels, um, yeah, I just, who knows when we'll be able to travel internationally to do that sort of thing again. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably try to do either um, either Canberra or um, or even maybe the, the Cadbury Marathon, which is now in April. Great. Later on this year, but I haven't fully committed yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's not you have to put your, your life on hold. It just means you've got to commit that little bit longer to the run or a little bit longer sessions and yeah, you're tired a bit more right. at work. or <laughs> It's all that. Yeah. It all add up at the end of the program as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah I'd yeah i like to. Um, we'll just sort of see how the year goes and, yeah, go from yeah. there. And being that you train with Adam's, like a few of Adam's runners, will you probably yeah. see advice with some of the training you reckon down the track yeah that was that was my plan um that once we sort of got some concrete races back in and and certainly thinking about doing a, another marathon build I was yeah gonna get kind of asking for some more professional involvement yeah. <laughs> at the moment I'm just sort of tagging along um yeah yeah yeah, so I, I do need to I, I need to sit down and, and make a bit of a plan for the year even if it's you know if with a grain of salt, I guess, but yeah, that's sort of the plan to kind of, yeah, take him on a bit more seriously. Great. Great. Uh, yeah. I think you've got a lot of potential over that distance, your little pocket rocket. You're very efficient <laughs> when you run. So I think there's a, there's a big future there. You're not a, yeah, you got, you just look efficient. So I think, I think there's a big future there for you. over yeah, that distance. Hopefully. Yeah. You've got lots of speed as well. So that 
that goes a long way. Yeah, yeah, but there I have a, yeah, a, a huge amount of respect from people who have managed to nail marathons because they're not an yeah. easy, no, <laughs> not an easy race. Oh, I still, I, st- I don't think I still nailed one. I'm still not fully happy yet, but it's one of those races that you learn something every time and you can take away yeah. something you didn't know before. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm learning all the time and I've approached mine so many different ways and different training and I was a bit like mm-hmm. you. I didn't go specific early on in my first one and I got, yeah. yeah, my last two have been specific to actual training at the pace I want to run. So, yeah, yeah it's worked out a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'd started to have some good sessions uh, earlier, early in 2020 in the lead up for Canberra, which that was a bit of a shame that that got cancelled kind of fairly close to the to the event, but oh, well, yeah, these things happen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the worst thing to come out of uh, the COVID uh, crisis. Um, that's not too bad. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it's just been, it's just being grateful for what you have, isn't it? And there's worse yeah. people often than us at the moment. So you know, Absolutely. we're not living in some parts of Europe where they can't even run at the moment. Well, yeah, well they can, but not, right. but not for that long. Yeah, yeah. Um, some other running achievements that you're really proud of that we haven't discussed. Um, I was. Uh, I guess I ran, um, I was selected for the Australian, oh, for the Australian team for the World University Cross Country Champs. So that was in Uganda uh, in, when was that, 2000? I don't have any stats for that, but I, I did like know that, about that, but I didn't, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> actually might have been, must have been 2014. Um, yeah, so that was, um, that was a really great experience. And yeah, just to, to be able to wear the Australian uh, uniform it was always a, a dream of mine to to put that on so right. it's just uh, cross country um and uh uni but um yeah it was it was great it was a good little team that went across and yeah, yeah. Like, it was hot and it's at altitude so it's always a tough tough oh, race wow. and the uh ugandans i think they pretty much won a clean sweep but <laughs> oh, I did yeah okay that yeah. did pretty well. <laughs> well, and and if people aren't aware, the World University Games or anything on that level is absolutely massive, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I, think, I mean, the cross country is perhaps a little bit easier to kind of make the standard, but certainly the the, the uh, half marathon championships and the, and the track championships, they have pretty pretty high standards. Um, and, yeah, it's not easy to make those teams. So, yeah, they're pretty big events. Great, great. Oh, no, that's awesome. And so it was it was hot and it was attitude. How did the body cope with that? And was it over 8K or 10K? Was it a distance like that? Yeah. Um, ours was, oh, now actually I was going to say eight, but now I think maybe it was six. Um, and the guys did 10. Um, yeah, it was pretty, it was a grind. Um, but, yeah, it was kind of good. We're all out there t- together, all in the same conditions. So, um, I know one of the, one of the girls in the Australian team. She um, she sort of ended up in medical, so I spent the, oh, right. kind of the immediate time after the race trying to yeah. give her some support. Yeah. <laughs> in the, I mean, I was still a medical student at the time. Oh, really? <laughs> oh God. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, there's nothing. Fun. There's nothing worse than heat exhaustion. I've had that a couple of times. It's yeah, your stomach yeah. the next few days is, uh, yeah, 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 it's rotten. It's horrible. It takes its toll. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was, it was, it was a tough day out, but yeah, everyone, um, yeah, represented the, the green and gold well. So yeah, great. It was 
And is that something that you'd love to do in the future, looking down the track? To um to try to and make country another team. Again? Uh, well, I would love to, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um uh, I feel the quality, the standard of um, distance running amongst the women in Australia at the moment is is as best as it's been for a long time and they're yeah I, to be honest I don't think I can match it with those with the top girls but uh you know of course it's always there as um you know a, a goal but yeah they're, they're just doing such amazing things at the moment I don't I don't know that I'll ever get catch up to them <laughs> no but that's a I I think you've been a bit rough on yourself I think the beauty <laughs> of your sport especially women's like I mentioned earlier they peak just that little bit later and like you had that long period of time off and I think you're still building layer upon layer and getting stronger every year. Um, yeah, I just think you'd be amazed. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't limit yourself. I think, I think amazing things can happen if you stay consistent. I think you're right there with um, consistency. I think oh, oh, for a long time, I just had injury set back after injury set back. And um, I think I've kind of, kind of got that a bit sorted now and I can actually yeah, start to build year on year and, um, and, and uh, yeah, get that consistency there which is just so important so fingers crossed <laughs> yeah, cool cool <laughs> nah, keep on doing the the small things and just yeah just one day at a time you'd be amazed <laughs> that's right yeah absolutely <laughs> and and racing at home we've got some pretty awesome races down this way what's your favorite race down in tassie um yeah. uh I've got a soft spot for the point to pinnacle. <laughs> oh, you're sick. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Horrible race. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I was I did that last year and uh, it was it was too snowy at the top of the mountain. So we got um uh diverted uh about halfway we went down into the valley and so it ended up being I think it was 19k, but it was pretty much uphill for the first 10 and then downhill for the second night. Yeah. A bit hard on the quads, but um, especially so, in the next um, few days, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I don't think it was quite as bad as I was expecting it to be, thankfully. But um, yeah, it's not not, not great. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, they the event organisers, you know, did a wonderful job of kind of at least still getting us an, an almost half marathon distance event. And yeah, obviously, the safety of the participants is always the most important thing. So. Um, but yeah, I'd love to come back next time that's on and hopefully go to the top again. So that's right. Yeah. Great race. Everyone should, should do that at least once in their lives. <laughs> yeah. So if you're tuning in and you're not sure what the Point of Pinnacle is all about, it's from the Hobart Casino up to the top of Mount Wellington. So Hobart's biggest mountain. It's, uh, I don't know, I don't know how far you climb. You climb a fair way though. It's 12, it's 1,270 metres of elevation. Oh, it doesn't sound that bad when you say it like that. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but it's, it, it's a beautiful course too. And as you're climbing, you get to see this awesome view as you go. And if you're lucky enough to get a clear day as well, it's just, it's just magic. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, they start the, the walkers um, before the runners. So you spend a lot of the race passing the walkers and they just give you the, the most amazing support as you're going past, which is really great as well. Yeah. They've got their cowbells as well there and, music and yeah it's just it's just really well organized i guess it helps that it's yeah. run by people who have um run a lot of events as well so yeah 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 they love, love their sport and yeah absolutely yeah so yeah definitely a bucket list race everybody should um get get through yeah. um <laughs> the, <laughs> the other races tassie has such a great 10k uh 
group of races, so Hobart run the bridge, um, which is surprisingly fast despite going up and over the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> um, always very well attended with the, the, you know, the, the, the stars of the sport. Um, Launceston 10, which, yeah, was lovely to have that back on um, last year, which is great. Uh, and then, of course, Bernie 10, the, that's always been there as a, another great 10K race. So, they're, yeah, they're all um, fantastic races and yeah, really well well organised. Yeah. No, we're lucky, aren't we? They've, and I love how they're all spread all over the year, which is, yeah, yeah it's great. You don't have to, um, if you want a fast 10K, you don't have to pay money. Well, if you live in Tassie, you have to pay a lot of money to get there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're some of the best races. And, and you know, people from all over Australia will have those races um, marked in their calendars and, yeah, make them a priority. So, yeah, it's yeah. great. Awesome. And have you faced any hurdles in your life that you know of that you'd like to be open about? If you don't, that's cool as well. Yeah, um, I think... Yeah, I think I've, I mentioned that I've had yeah, a bit of trouble with injuries over the years um, and probably in hindsight as I've sort of matured and, and you know, reflected and sought professional help, it probably ended up coming back to sort of a nutrition issue and um, probably having a, some you know, issues around eating, which I think is so, so common in our sport, unfortunately, <laughs> um, yeah. and something that I've you know, probably for a lot of years just ignored or didn't really, um, you know, recognise as a, as a problem. But, you know, eventually when I thought about it and, and you know, sought some help, um, getting that under control has actually made a huge difference to my running and my general wellbeing. So I think that's, yeah, probably the one thing. Um, and I'm, even with that, I'm still probably not not a great role model because it, <laughs> I'm, um I probably haven't reached out and, and um, sought the professional support that I should have over the years, and I certainly would encourage anybody who's having any struggles with with uh, with eating or um, with injuries to, to reach out and get get help. There are people there that are going to be able to help you. Don't you don't have to kind of soldier through it on your own, which I am probably guilty of. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's probably been one of my biggest challenges to kind yeah. of get through. Um, thanks for sharing that to start off with, but I think like you, you mentioned, um, like a, like a cultural thing on, I th- do you think it's the expectation of the runners between the runners or them looking at other runners and thinking, gee, they're skinny. Why can't I be that skinny? I'm running the same mileage. Do you think that that's, that's what's happening to people? Yeah, look, I definitely do think that's a big part of it. Um, there's that, yeah, that that image uh, that you need to be thin to run fast, and um, uh, and and often people you you know people make what they think are harmless comments and say things like, oh gosh, you, you know, you're looking you're looking fit when really they mean you're looking thin, and you get that sort of positive feedback um, when when you are, yeah looking thinner I guess and I think that can be really damaging um for the sport and um yeah I think uh, probably partly as well particularly uh you know in sort of type a personality types that you know you just want to do everything as good as possible and you think that's one other thing that you can do better if you're you know eating less and being and you know trying to lose weight but it doesn't work that way you need to be fueling your body and um 
and sometimes you know your body can be very resilient and sometimes you're not even you don't get you don't even get thinner even if you're eating less and less and and you just perform worse and worse and you feel awful and you get injured and um yeah really all your body needs is some proper food and some proper fuel to get through what you're asking of it yeah and that's a i think that's the key is that people have got to realize that um injuries and nutrition and having a healthy weight all all mixed together if you're not doing the right things your bones are not going to be strong and you'll be more prone to stress fractures or any of those things can happen and um yeah yeah yeah, the the list is endless and i yeah i think i um i only recently watched i think it came out as a video an american coach i can't even think of his name uh, uh, Sal- with Salazar. Salazar with Mary yeah. Kane. And there seemed, yeah, and that really hit home for me. And I think that's yeah. a great video. Did you want to mention that so anyone listening can? Yeah, yeah. So was, I think the athlete is Mary Kane, who was a very talented um, track athlete in the States. And she was training under, I think it's Alberto Salazar. And I hope that I'm not defaming somebody if I'm saying the wrong name. But no, no. <laughs> sure. And I think, it, I think it's a mic. Um, supported video possibly but yeah and she essentially yes speaks of her her story and her experiences of being told that she needs to lose weight and eat less and um and and how that essentially just led to her falling apart with stress fracture after stress fracture and she was you know incredibly talented junior and then basically fell fell apart under this um, coaching regime um and and eventually she sought sought help and, and left that environment and i think she um kind of got, got a health back, which is, yeah, a nice outcome. But, yeah, it was great of her to kind of speak out. I think it got a lot of um, media coverage, that that particular video. And so, yeah, if anyone hasn't watched it, it's a pretty powerful story. Um, yeah. Yeah, great. And, like, it, yeah, it totally is. Like, it got me thinking. Mm. And, and, I mean, I obviously knew that there was this culture or this perception that runners think they need to be a certain way, but it's not true at all. It's you know, your body will maintain what's healthy that's for you. And um, that's right. yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I just hope that as a community, we can change that. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I think particularly um, it's it's the juniors coming up. It's the kind of the, the vulnerable or an impressionable younger people um, who, you know, if they run into these injury problems, that's what's often going to lead them to turning away from the sport. And if we can kind of keep them, healthy and enjoying it um and not feeling you know, unnecessary pressures to you know to be thin or eat a eat a healthy diet really you know if you're running a lot you can probably eat whatever you want yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. probably going to be better for oh, you than restricting yeah. yourself <laughs> yeah absolutely and yeah. yeah there shouldn't be that oh, oh gee i feel guilty i shouldn't you know i shouldn't be doing that or at the end of the day you've got to have fun with what you're doing and and yeah i mean it's you yeah. can eat healthy but it, you don't starve yourself not, That's right. I think there's a difference between eating healthy and, and being or missing meals to, to lose weight. I think that's the difference. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you can, yeah, you can certainly eat healthy and eat a, a good amount of fuel that um, keeps your body happy and healthy. Um, yeah, certainly things like skipping meals and yeah, restricting portion sizes and avoiding carbs and all those sorts of things. It's generally going to be just damaging. Yeah, absolutely. And Going away from this topic, which yep. is an important topic to touch on, I thank you so much for sharing your story. Yeah, but no some role models in sport and life, 
that yeah. you look up to? Yeah. So um, there's always been a, uh, running role models throughout throughout the years. Um, I think I mentioned Kate, Kate Pedley um, earlier yeah. in the podcast. So she was, when I was a, yeah, a junior, she was certainly my, my role model coming through. And she's, yeah, certainly I'm sure she remains a role model for many people. Yeah. <laughs> Her running group, she does a great job. Um, yeah, she's a bit of a legend too. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, and then kind of coming up through the ranks, um, uh, there was, I had Anna Thompson, uh, who ran for Glenn Huntley. Yeah, okay. May, may not know of her, but she was yeah, a very talented athlete and um, kind of juggled career and, and running for, for a long time. So she's, she was a, a role model um, for, for, well, she's super made the role model, but it certainly was for a few years there. And people like Sinead Diver as well, who, Got to know through the Athletics Victoria scene, and yeah, she's just yeah, just such a such a lovely lovely person, and just to see what she's been able to achieve, and um, you know, really um, yeah, changing everyone's opinion about when you peak and <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's awesome, isn't it? As you as you age, so yeah, she's amazing. Um, so yeah, they've certainly all been role models in the the running field, um, and yeah, I guess uh, I mean. Outside of, yeah, there's lots of um, people, you know, legal things, but I'll leave it it on running for now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Uh, I think it's important to have a role model that's uh, or someone to to look up to. We're we're pretty lucky in this country, especially our sport anyway. With distance running, there is so many good people and they're easy, like like they're, they're touchable too. It's not like if you played football or whatever, like, they don't speak to you like distance running. I think everyone's just wants the sport to grow. And what I've found is if you reach out, they'll, yeah, they'll be honest and say, do, do yeah. this, it might help you. Um, I think that's the beauty. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's, um, yeah, you know, it's testament to the community uh, that athletics has created and running has created that, yeah, they are all, yeah, these wonderful people that often are very community minded and um, yeah, really happy to, to have a chat and, support those around them which is Absolutely. great and on giving advice or being giving advice what is some advice that you would give a newbie runner or someone who's been in the sport for a long time yeah. if they're yeah uh so a newbie runner i yeah. generally uh sort of advice around just respecting the load that running places on your body uh, and just going very slowly and gently and very gradually increasing things because it's it's going to take time for your body to adapt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, often I you know send people to things like uh, like proper newbie runners to things like the kind of couch to five k programs that sort of you know coach you through those really early days and starting with walk running programs, not just kind of go out and run five k's because you'll be exhausted and you'll hate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and for more seasoned runners, um, I guess. Uh, Put you on the spot here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, making sure oh, you're still enjoying it. Um, I think, yeah, and I think for myself, I think it is nice. I, re- I do really like having races picked out, having goals to work towards. So you sort of have. I guess you know, it's a little bit of external motivation um, that kind of keeps you honest. 
Um, so I guess, but that I guess is not not for everyone because that's you know only really motivating if you kind of have that bit of a competitive spirit. Some people they just enjoy running and that doesn't um, motivate them at all. Um, I guess maybe trying to add, add in extra extra bits, new bits, challenges into your routine. So you know if you if you always just um, do the same sessions, mixing that up or um, jumping in with a group for a session. Actually, that might be my piece of advice. As someone who has done a lot of running by myself over the years and over the past 12 months kind of jumped in with a group and um, doing sessions with a group and I think the you get the quality that you get out of yourself is certainly better when you've got a, got a group around you. So that might be my piece of advice for a seasoned runner. If you're not running with a group, try and jump in with session here and there with a group, see how that yeah. goes. Right. Great set of advice, and I really love the first one about training load. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> well, I've only been coaching for a little bit, but one thing I've found is I get really excited really quickly, and the only way to learn sometimes is to get injured yeah. <laughs> or, or make a mistake. And uh, if you haven't been running long and you listen to this podcast, Karina's made a really valid point there. So that is something. Just Yeah, just respect your body. Um, follow the 10% low rule. That's pretty, mm. you know, increase it at 10% each week in a long run. I think that's a pretty safe option. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even for myself, I, I can't I can't go by the 10% rule even after years and years of running. I yeah, have to be yeah, more gentle than that. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and just find what works for you, even I should say. Yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, I was probably even overload, even like weekly load 10% because some people it's yes. even too much. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, awesome, Definitely. awesome tips and some values you live by. What are some values in your life? Yeah, uh, I guess um, you put in what you get out, what you put in. So you know, yeah, great. You just have to work work hard at things. Um, I think uh, sort of celebrating the little wins along the way is important. Um, you know, you can't just be always working towards one big thing. You've got to kind of focus on, and I guess it's what you mentioned earlier, um, being kind of grateful for what you have and, you know, don't let things go without sort of, you know, being thankful for, for you know, even small things. Um, and, yeah, and I guess you know, the, the classic things, you know, try to be a good person and <laughs> be honest and be a good friend to people and those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah I think a, they're probably the, the main things. Great values. And closing out today, what are some mantras you live by? Or oh, I think you mentioned a bit of a saying then. Do you have another saying you have up on your wall? Or um, uh, Yeah, I guess I'm not, I don't have anything written on my walls, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I guess, yeah, I often sort of think earn your rest is one that I think of. So, you know, work hard now and then you can enjoy your rest and recovery later um yeah that's that's one and then i always listen to this goes back to um my my training days with phase group back when i was in high school one of one of the guys in the group always used to say uh, just just keep swimming just keep swimming like finding nemo just keep running just keep yeah. running <laughs> that's true though isn't it it's just put one foot yeah. in front of the other you'd be amazed what can happen it, it, that's it right yeah. <laughs> you no, get there eventually yeah great <laughs> listeners this has been Karina Fife. I'm Brian Lyons, your host, and this has been the Everyday Lines podcast. Thank you, Karina. No worries. Thanks for having me. No worries. You've been fantastic.
Thank you. Listeners, that was Corinna Fife. I would like to thank Corinna for being so open and honest about her story. And I just really enjoyed this conversation. I'd like to wish Corinna all the best with the 5K that's coming up and the Australian Championships for 10K on Australia Day. If you did like this podcast, please reach out to Corinna. And don't forget that Everyday Lions has 8-week, 12-week, 16-week and yearly programs at affordable prices. You can check these out at www.everydaylions.org. Until next time, I've been your host, Brian Lyons. This is the Everyday Lions Running Podcast and happy running.